Today, Rinpoche gave extended details on the wholehearted resolve and showed how love and compassion actually have aspects of it. Oh, yeah, Okay, so once again, we're looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, and then specifically the section on training the mind in the stage of the path for beings of great capacity. Uh, when we look at um, this section and divide it in the, in the uh, beginning, uh, we find that in order to develop the spirit of awakening, or the mind that aspires to enlightenment, bodhicitta, uh, there are two causal lineages for the arisal of that realization. Um, so the first causal lineage for the arisal of that realization um, uh, is called the training the mind in the seven uh, cause and effect personal instruction in the lineage descended uh, from the great elder Lord Atisha. Um, and then the second category is the training based on the teachings of the uh, conqueror's child Shanti Deva. Um, so these are the two categories of uh, the major heading, the stages of training in the spirit of enlightenment, or uh, the spirit of enlightenment again is bodhicitta. Uh, so when we now we're currently dealing with um, the training based on the seven point cause and effect um, passed down from Lord Atisha. And when we look at uh, the different categories, uh, we have first a category. Uh, um, 
I'm sorry, if we look at the two uh, major categories, uh, you have developing uh, certainty about the order of the stages, uh, and then you have the actual gradual training. Looking at that first category, developing certainty about the order of the stages, we have the two categories, first showing uh, that um, uh, the root of the Mahayana path is great compassion, and then the second category showing that how the six other personal instructions are either causes for great compassion or results of great compassion. Uh, so these are the, the two categories that fall under that first heading, developing certainty about the order of the stages. And in the section where we see that compassion is the root of the Mahayana, we say that because compassion, great compassion is important in the beginning, middle, and end. So it shows in this chapter uh, and section uh, the importance of uh, this spirit of awakening during those three times. Uh, so then uh, we find the six personal instructions are either causes or results of um, the great compassion. So the first uh, four, uh, when we look at the seven-point cause and effect, so the first four points, if you will, are uh, recognizing all sentient beings are our mothers, remembering their kindness, wishing to repay their kindness, and then love through the force of attraction, through the force of affection. Again, that attraction, like a magnet, is attracted to men. So that's the way that that word is being used. Love through the force of attraction. Uh, so these four points are all causes of uh, great compassion. Uh, so that's what's meant either causes for or effects of. The final two points, which are the extraordinary attitude and the spirit of awakening, or bodhicitta, are results of great compassion. Uh, so that's explained in that section. So um, then the next um, points that are made once we go through all of that fall into that next major heading, the gradual training. And we've gone through many of the points of the gradual training, recognizing sentient beings are mother, remembering their kindness, wishing to repay their kindness, with love through the force of attraction or affection, great compassion. And now today, we'll begin in the, in the chapter on the extraordinary attitude or wholehearted resolve. Um, so that's going to be on page 310. I'm sorry, that's not true. That's going to be on page 47. Um, and it is cultivation of wholehearted resolve. And in the Tibetan, uh, it's 310, but it actually begins, there's one line of it on 309 um, as well. Okay. Um, so, in this section on the wholehearted resolve, um, when we look at the commentary by Jayan Sheba, there are four categories or four points uh, that Lama Tsongkhapa makes here. Okay. 
Okay. Okay, so the, this is the first category uh, among the four. The cultivation of the wholehearted resolve. At the conclusion of meditating on love and compassion, think, alas, these dear living beings for whom I feel affection are deprived of happiness and tormented by suffering. How can I provide them happiness and free them from suffering? Thinking in this way, train your mind in at least this thought in order to take on the responsibility to liberate living beings. Uh, so this is the first category. It says, uh, so, um, it says, at the conclusion of meditating on love and compassion. So uh, love is the idea of wishing that sentient beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. Um, compassion is wishing that sentient beings be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. This wholehearted resolve um, is taking on the responsibility of bringing happiness and uh, freeing them from suffering. So here, at the conclusion of meditating on love and compassion, think, alas, these dear living beings for whom I feel affection. So here, where it says uh, these, the, where it refers to the sentient beings, it refers to them with the word um, that's used um, when we, just as a translator's note, when we explain attachment, there has to be a desirous in order for there to be attachment. Um, there has to be a desirous thing or something that's attractive. Sometimes it's translated as. That's what's the word in Tibetan next to sentient beings. So sentient beings who are desirous to you. you that, and, and I asked Rinpoche about that. And he said that when you meditate over and over and over again on all sentient beings being our mothers, um, then this thought of them becoming dear to you, and that's why the word dear is being used to translate it, occurs. So this you, they become desirous. They become an, a desirous object. Uh, I, I, that's really the most literal way to translate it that I've seen uh, when they, the Nagarjuna text is translated. Um, so, or attractive. So the sentient beings all become attractive to you because of this meditation on them as your mother and recognizing their kindness, remembering their kindness, wishing to repay their kindness. So the word that's next to sentient beings that we're using, dear here, is uh, a, quite a long word in the Tibetan. And, and it, it means that you find you are attracted to these beings uh, in a way um, that you, you find um, the opposite, again, desirous. Um, so anyway, I'm sorry if I prolonged that. Um, so, then this thought of how can I provide them from hap with happiness and free them from suffering. So we recognize sentient beings as our mother, remembering their kindness and wishing to repay their kindness. They then become dear. They become attractive to us. Then we wish that they have happiness, wish that they're free from suffering, and then recognize that we then will take it on ourselves to do it. So this wholehearted resolve is where we then say to ourselves, I will take this task on to free them from suffering, to bring them to a state of happiness. Um, so this is the 
first point that's made. So when we, we see these sentient beings experiencing the suffering of suffering, the suffering of change, the pervasive compounded suffering, sentient beings experiencing the suffering of birth, aging, sickness, uh, and death, we wish to free them from that and we then take ourselves take on ourselves that responsibility to liberate them because that's how we will be able to free them from suffering and bring them to a state of happiness is by uh, um, um, responsibility to liberate living beings. So that word liberation obviously ultimately means to liberation itself, but liberating them from what? From uh, a state of unhappiness and from a state of suffering. So that's what's meant here in this word for liberate living beings. Um, the Rimache, the Yanje, the the Tama, the Semchen Tamche, the Tarpa, Tsalo Dangadu. Takante, the Lasan Timarbe, Takante. ตาเสวะตุจิจินาลาซอนเดนฮิจิเลเมจิเลเมจิลาซอนเดนฮิจิเมจิยินลาซอนเดนฮิจิเมมาเชโซซนาชัมบาลาซอนจุจิเดวะ
Um, extraordinary attitudes connected to um, great uh, to love um, through the force of attraction and through great compassion, as well as liberation according to the beings of three capacities. Um, so I'll explain this um, one by one. So um, the uh, the idea of taking on oneself the task of bringing sentient beings to happiness and the causes of happiness becomes the extraordinary attitude, love of it, with an extraordinary attitude, or a wholehearted love with wholehearted resolve. Um, taking on the responsibility to free sentient beings from suffering and the causes of suffering becomes compassion wholehearted resolve. And when we look at liberation, there is a different type of liberation um, according to the, the three capacities. And it's just nominally designated as such for the small scope. But taking on yourself the responsibility of bringing sentient beings to the higher realms of cyclic existence is an extraordinary attitude of, of the small scope. Bringing sentient beings to a state of uh, taking on oneself the responsibility of taking sentient beings to liberation would be a medium scope extraordinary attitude and a great scope extraordinary attitude would be taking on oneself the responsibility of bringing sentient beings to the Buddha grounds. Um, so this is how we would divide all of that up. Um, so there are um, quite a few um, different kinds of um, extraordinary attitude or wholehearted resolve. Um, so there is wholehearted resolve when one is thinking, um, I will take on myself the responsibility of bringing sentient beings to a state of happiness <coughs> and its causes. I will take on myself the responsibility of freeing them from suffering and its causes. Um, so that's love and then compassion and then whichever among those three previously explained scopes um, so liberate here, this word that's being used, could have multiple meanings because according to the small scope, liberation is the higher realm. According to the medium scope, liberation is nirvana. According to the great scope, liberation is Buddhahood. So if we were to compare how many permutations are there between compassion and the extraordinary attitude or wholehearted resolve, um, how many permutations or possibilities are there between love and uh, the wholehearted resolve. So if we just look at the uh, first example of great compassion, uh, we can say that there are four permutations. Because if it is uh, um, an extraordinary attitude, um, uh, it is not necessarily um, great compassion. You say posit that which is an extraordinary attitude, but not great compassion, you would say the thought that I will take on myself the task of bringing sentient beings to a state of happiness and the causes of happiness. This is the extraordinary attitude because it's an extraordinary attitude of love, but it's not compassion, great compassion, because it's love. It's the love through the force of attraction. Uh, extraordinary attitude, which is love through the force of attraction, which isn't great compassion, it's a cause of it, but it's not. So that's the first permutation. Second permutation is, uh, if it is um, great compassion, uh, it is not necessarily the extraordinary attitude. So if you were to say, posit that which is great compassion, but not uh, great compassion that is the wholehearted resolve or extraordinary attitude, you would say the first stage, the first level of great compassion that occurs, uh, that wholehearted resolve uh, isn't necessarily 
combined with it, but the great compassion is present. There is an arisal of that realization. Um, so this is ha the, the second permutation. The third permutation deals with something which is both. Uh, something which is both uh, great compassion and wholehearted resolve is, I will take upon myself the task of bringing sentient, freeing sentient beings from suffering and the causes of suffering. This is great compassion and a wholehearted resolve. So this is the common locus between the two. This is that third permutation. And fourth permutation, uh, you could say, um, anything that isn't consciousness um, would be, uh, so anything, any, anything that um, uh, isn't a consciousness or a state of consciousness, like a car, a, a house, would be mutually exclusive with either of those two. There's not a common... So what something which is neither means is a subject which has no common locus with either of the two subjects that are being compared. So that's how you come up with four permutations. So there's, oh, there's something which is extraordinary attitude that's not great compassion. There's something that's great compassion that's not extraordinary attitude. There's something that is both and then there's something that is neither. Um, so that's the four permutations. The mushi, the kangalasun. Then 
Susu Masheva, Tintin Bamarba. Lesser, Okay, so uh, number two um, is a part where uh, doubt, Mamatsun uh, um, Kappa brings up any doubts uh, or a point of doubt. Mamatsun Kappa brings up a point of doubt. Um, hold on one sec. Even though this thought was described in the context of the practice of repaying your mother's kindness, here it indicates that it is insufficient to have the compassion and love which merely think how nice it would be if uh, they had happiness and were free from suffering. For, this, for the thought that assumes responsibility shows that you must develop the compassion and love which have the power to induce the resolve, I will provide happiness and benefit uh, to all uh, living beings. So here, um, it's not sufficient to just have this idea of how nice it would be, um, um, how nice it would be if they had happiness in the causes. Um, and the point that Lama Tsongkhapa is making is it's the same kind of action step which is um, discussed um, in uh, the third point of the seven-point cause and effect. So you, you begin to develop um, this wholehearted resolve in that third point you have the development of a wholehearted resolve once the realization of the third point is made. And the way that that occurs is um, by recognizing that all sentient beings are your mothers uh, and then remembering their kindness. Um, This, it says, induces the resolve to wish to repay their kindness. Meditating on the love and compassion induces the resolve to want to actively take it upon yourself to bring them to happiness and free them some, from suffering. So just the, the thought isn't sufficient. Uh, the action step is required, just as it, has been, it is pointed out in the third point of the seven-point cause and effect, where an action step takes place in terms of your mothers, that you've recognized all beings are. So then in that step, you've arrived at the wish to, um, um, you've arrived at the, this wholehearted resolve in terms of sentient beings who are your mothers. Um, so it's saying that um, even this thought was described in the context of the practice of repaying your kindness. So even the, the, the thought of taking on that responsibility and not just having it be a wish is mentioned in point three. So it's saying that, you know, just having the thought of love and compassion isn't enough. You can see in point three of the seven-point cause and effect, before you get to love and compassion, that there's this wholehearted resolve uh, to repay the kindness of, of, of the mother. Um, so that's uh, point number two. Oh, oh so um, the extraordinary attitude when we look at repaying our mother's kindness, um, an action step, we would... Uh, Taking, uh, taking on work, not letting our mother do some sort of work, taking the work on and doing it ourselves so she doesn't have to. Um, 
taking our mother to the hospital uh, when she needs to go to the hospital, giving our mother food uh, if, if she needs food or, or you know, any drinks or whatever, whatever she needs. Um, so this is the actual how we would repay kindness. Um, so that's what um, is meant here, that just merely the thought of I'm repaying kindness uh, isn't sufficient. Um, one has to say, I will, uh, in that point, actively take on the, the task of and the responsibility of repaying that kindness. Um, so um, as a translator's note, obviously as the points increase, you realize your limitations, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and the, the scope broadens. Um, but there, and within that third step, there's a naivety that says, I want to repay all my mothers. Um, and then there's a building up of the courage to do, get to the point where you know what that means and then can free them all from suffering. Um, so if you look at it in terms of the buildup, um, obviously wholehearted resolve isn't the same at the point in point three as it would be in point five because there's not great compassion yet at point three and there's not love through the force of attraction yet at point three. It's a cause of those things. So. As a, just as a, another note, there's a lot of debate about this. So, ニパ。あ、そんばれそんば。そんば。そんば。ただじゃん、ついじゅんごん、さんらめじゅせ、おてんま、そんばでれんわれ。じゃんじゅべて、さじゅそんばでんわれ。じゅんごん、さんらめ
Okay, so the third category then um, deals with, um, um, it's another, it's doubts also uh, that arise in terms of great compassion um, and um, the extraordinary attitude or wholehearted resolve. Um, and here, doubts also, I mean, like um, uh, points that uh, ha have been made incorrectly or things people have thought that are incorrect, um, if it's translated very loosely, um, that's what uh, that means. Whenever I say doubts, uh, <coughs> it's a very short word in Tibetan, but it kind of means things that come up that people uh, doubt or have trouble with or debate about. Um, so, um, okay, so here we go. Uh, it is very effective if you practice this continuously, being mindful of it in, in all of your physical activities during the period of post-meditation and so on, not just during the meditation session. Um, so the main point of this is not just during the meditation session. So the doubt, you could probably translate it in another way so it would really show it as this point arises by someone, but um, it, the point is, is there were some that think that not just during the meditation session uh, is sufficient, um, but Kamala Sheila points out that it's at all times, continuously, when meditating and when not meditating, that this uh, occurs. So it says, uh, Kamala Sheila's second stages of meditation says, cultivate this compassion toward all beings at all times, whether you are in meditative concentration or in the course of any other activities. Um, so here there's a solid point made that uh, this compassion towards all beings, this cultivation, this meditation, familiarization is to be done, is, is to be carried out while doing all activities, not just specific meditation type activities. So doing anything else other than normal sitting practice, you should also be uh, generating and thinking of compassion. Deek <laughs> Did 
Hijugon vitengen de la dojan ron, Shualan tanje doan, ron te shualan tanje do, Hijugon gurez, Tui tanje do, Sinje la, Gomba shade, Shesun las, Tad, Hijin tunba tante, Mena ganjuan tanje drawus, Hijin te wate, Ek zembre matu, Shenda gangalo, Shanchu gisenda, Shabat gangal tsama jin drawure hesu tene, Hijin tunba tante, みんなみんなゴンゴンは他人ドアを死ねゴンゴンだ他人ゴンゴンになんだねわざかるゴンゴンになんだとにゴンだ考えたブレス他人のドアをああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああ
Nyomo Pasha Kodiwari, Shambatan Hijita, Ne Tony, Tez Gumba Sanji, Tel Nutu Marezita, Tebarzan Lupe, Ne Namo, Shamanu, but an example, Nyomo Kayu, Toma Mabaness, Toma Mabadan, as you send the Nyomo Pasha Kodiwaris, Nyomo Kayu, Toma Mabane, Gumbi. Sanjula, Shambat and Hijla Subiente, Gumba, Tungre, Jayam and Joa, Sumbatari Yembe, Junta Chungozos, Junta Shambat and Hijgumatu, Shambat and Hijl, Lanches and Gumba Sanjuate, tell me to Marisun, sir. That is your battery. The it's Senegoma Becha, the Deepa Shaba Dupa, the Dendel Dopa, the Dopa, then Deepa Shaba Dopa, the Deepa Shaba Shere Yapu, Becha Ming, Sendukome, John Sanji, the Subu Deepa Shaba, the Inna, Chichin, the Inna, and Hamaku, you should do it. The NGK, the Senegoma Becha Ming, the Deepa Shaba, the Dupa, Dopa, Deepa Shaba Shere Yapu, the NGK Ming. Okay, uh, so here it says, uh, <coughs> so uh, number four is, uh, um, is all of this. Uh, so here compassion is just one example. Uh, you must do the same when sustaining any meditation. The great master Chanda Groman states in his praise of confession, the Dasana Tsapva Tava, Dasana Tava, since beginningless time, the tree of the mind has been moistened with the bitter juice of the afflictions, and you are unable to sweeten its taste. How could a drop of the water of good qualities affect it? Um, so here, uh, since beginningless time, we have had ignorance, and here and there, uh, we have done meditations upon emptiness and other positive things. Um, but um, since it has been contaminated since beginningless time, just a small amount of practice won't uh, um, allow for transformation. Just how uh, if there was a tree uh, that had a very, very bitter juice um, and um, you, you couldn't sweeten it with a large amount of sugar, this juice, how could you expect to just put a little bit of water and dilute it into it if you couldn't sweeten it and change the, the, the bitterness of it with a large amount of sugar. Um, it would take diluting it with a large amount of water in order to do that. Likewise, uh, we have these afflictions since beginningless time um, uh, that are very large in nature, and there are an enormous amount of them. So it will take an enormous amount of sustained practice in order for it um, to be uh, for, in order for them to be gotten rid of. So here the bitter juice is, uh, um, the afflictions are being compared to the, the bitter juice um, and, and just adding some water, uh, a drop of water is being compared to just meditating once on emptiness or on bodhicitta or on some of these other good practices um, and expecting for uh, there to be this transformation uh, when uh, um, you've had since beginningless time uh, um, chances to, to, since beginningless time you've had chances to 
um, do, do these things, and nothing has come about. We are in the predicament we're in, um, so it will take more. Thus he says, for example, that you cannot sweeten the very bitter and large trunk of the tiktok tree by pouring just one drop of sugarcane juice onto it. Similarly, the mind stream, which has been infused since beginningless time with the bitter afflictions, will not change at all from just a short cultivation of good qualities of love, compassion, and so forth. Therefore, you must sustain your meditation continuously. Um, so this isn't something that you can just do once. Um, uh, it, you have to do it continuously. Um, and there are two points that are being made here in Chandragromans. One is that since beginningless time, in other lives, we've tried to do these things. And then also it's talking about now and uh, as well. So it's saying nothing's happened. You've been doing this since beginningless time. And now, if you are trying to do something about it, just doing something once isn't going to be enough. Look at your track record since beginningless time. Um, and that's really what Rinpoche is saying, and, and, and it's pretty close um, as far as translation. I might have strayed a little, but it's really like, look at this track record since beginningless time, um, and you've tried to add sugar here, and it hasn't sweetened. Um, how can you imagine that? just a small effort in this life that you've done so many times before will be enough. Dig <laughs> Ta Okay, so um, we, if we look at going back to the outline, um, we have first training the mind to be intent on others' welfare, uh, and then training the mind to be intent, intent on enlightenment, and then identifying the spirit of enlightenment, uh, the fruit of the training. Um, uh, the definition of um, the mind that aspires to enlightenment uh, in the... Uh, Abhisama Alamkara um, is mind generation, the desire for perfect, complete enlightenment for the benefit of others. Um, so here uh, there are two points, the desire for enlightenment and then the, the, the benefit of others. There are two ideas being here. Um, so uh, Yeah, so we begin with, we went through the section on training the mind to be intent on others' welfare, and now training the mind 
uh, on enlightenment. Um, so, uh, training the mind to be intent on enlightenment. So, going to the Abhisamalamkara, the definition of mind generation, the desire for perfect, complete enlightenment for the benefit of others. So, the desire for enlightenment. What, what is this, the mind to be intent on enlightenment? Um, that's uh, what it, it, I'm trying to figure out how to translate this cleanly. Um, here the point is training the mind to be uh, intent on what the definition of the mind that aspires to enlightenment is in the Abhisamalamkara. So it's basically training the mind to uh, um, think like the definition in the Abhisamalamkara, which is uh, mind generation, the desire for perfect, complete enlightenment for the benefit of others. Digsang Rameshe, go mechi. So one recognizes that uh, with these two points that are made, um, mind generation, the desire for perfect enlightenment for the benefit of others. Um, so one desires this um, complete enlightenment because one wishes to fulfill the needs of others. So this um, um, uh, desire, the, the, fulfill, the, if one wishes to fulfill the needs of others, Buddhahood is completely necessary. Um, because without omniscience, it's not possible to know what this sentient being needs, what is good for this sentient being or not good for this sentient being, at what level is this sentient being on, what, what is this sentient being thinking. Um, in order to have all of those facts, in order to know all of those things, one truly needs to be omniscient. So this desire for complete enlightenment occurs because one recognizes his or her inability to truly help sentient beings in the capacity that one is in. Um, so there's this desire for complete enlightenment. Why? Because for the benefit of others. Because one can't truly benefit others without being omniscient. Uh, because one won't really know if it's beneficial or not beneficial in anything you do for someone else without omniscience. Um, so this is, uh, this is why. In order to fulfill others' needs, um, it's necessary to become enlightened. We'll take a short break. Yeah. Page 48B, training the mind to be intent on enlightenment.
Um, so, training the mind to be intent on enlightenment. Once you have been inspired by the aforementioned process and have seen that you need enlightenment for the sake of others' welfare, you develop the wish to attain it. However, this is not enough. First, increase your faith as much as possible by contemplating the good qualities of the Buddha's body, speech, and mind, uh, and enlightened activities as previously explained in the section on going for refuge. Then, as it is taught that faith is the basis of aspiration, develop the desire to attain those good qualities from the depths of your heart and induce a certainty that it is absolutely necessary to attain omniscience even for your own welfare. Uh-huh. 
Rimache reread it. Once you have been inspired by the aforementioned process and have seen that you need enlightenment for the sake of others' welfare, uh, you wish to attainment. So you need to become enlightenment for the sake of others' welfare because you will, don't have all of the qualities that are necessary in other to truly help others. You aren't able to say what is the um, state of mind that this person is in. Um, what uh, what, what is the makeup of this person and what are their affinities and what are their uh, strengths and weaknesses internally and, uh, and so forth. And in order to truly help someone, you need to know all of those things and it requires a state of omniscience to be able to, to know. So if a doctor, for instance, um, sees a patient, the doctor looks and you know, uses many tools and says, Okay, you have this disease, this is the cause of that disease, um, and then this is the medicine that you prescribe in order to fix that disease, uh, etc. But without that information and without that knowledge, then it's not possible for someone to cure someone's ailment. Uh, likewise, the Buddha has all of these qualities of body, speech, mind, and enlightened activities that allow him or her to truly aid other beings because he or she will know the state of mind and the um, mannerisms and, and uh, inner thoughts of all sentient beings. Um, so um, this is the point of uh, you need to attain enlightenment for the sake of others' welfare. Um, so you recognize that need, you develop the wish to attain it. So by noticing that it's needed, then that makes you want to have it. Um, uh, so it says, however, this is not enough. First, increase your faith as much as possible by contemplating the good qualities of uh, the Buddha's body, speech, and mind, and as previously explained in the section of Going for Refuge. Then, as it is taught that faith is the basis of aspiration, develop the desire to attain those qualities from the depths of your heart and induce a certainty that is absolutely necessary to attain omniscience even for your own welfare. Um, so, uh, this reinforces that idea that I wish to become a Buddha for the sake of all sentient beings. And then, by meditating on what those qualities uh, are that the Buddha has that you need, this then increases your kind of inspiration uh, in order to, uh, do, to gain it. Um, so uh, you become very certain that you need this state of mind to occur, the state of mind of omniscience to occur uh, in order to fulfill your, your goals. Um, and it says, uh, uh, it says not only others but your own welfare. Um, so to attain omniscience even for your own welfare, because then you have no longer have any obscurations whatsoever. Um, so you are then omniscient. Uh, so that's not only for others, but then for your own welfare, there's no longer any hindrances. Digsam Rinpoche. There's no imperfections left.
Okay, so it says, however, this is not enough. First, uh, you uh, in increase your faith as much as possible by contemplating the good qualities of the Buddha's body, speech, mind, and enlightened activities. Uh, so faith um, is built um, by um, thinking about these qualities over and over. Um, faith isn't something that just occurs for no reason. Faith is, comes about through analysis, um, through recognizing that the object of your future faith is worthy of that faith. So you learn that by um, familiarizing yourself with that object of observation. So here, it's the Buddha. So the Buddha's uh, excellent qualities of body, speech, and mind, and enlightened activities. Um, so this is faith. Uh, faith is something that's built. So we begin with the Buddha's body. Um, so the Buddha's body has the 32 major marks and the 80 minor marks. Um, so uh, this is what uh, are the qualities of the Buddha's body, these special marks, um, enlightened marks. Um, the Buddha's uh, speech, the quality of the speech is that uh, if all the sentient beings in the world were to ask simultaneously the Buddha a question, uh, he or she could utter one response and their, answer, their questions would all be answered in a language that they understand, meaning um, that 
when they hear the answer, they would hear it in their own individual language, uh, whether it was Tibetan or English or Chinese, didn't matter. So every sentient being in their own languages could all ask a question. Buddha utters one response, and it answers everyone's question in their own language. So uh, this is the um, excellent quality of the Buddha's speech. Um, the excellent quality of the Buddha's mind um, is that uh, he, uh, the Buddha is able to um, simultaneously uh, understand reality and diversity. So simultaneously comprehend conventional truth and ultimate truth. Um, so the Buddha has this ability um, um, uh, to do that, and the Buddha has uh, omniscience, um, so all-knowing uh, state of mind, which again, the special quality of that all-knowing is that it knows those two truths simultaneously. Um, so the, the Buddha um, has this compassion. There are two parts of the mind. The compassion that wishes to work for others' needs um, and the understanding of reality and diversity of ultimate and conventional truth. Uh, so this is the uh, quali excellent quality of the Buddha's mind. Um, and then the excellent quality uh, of the Buddha's enlightened activities um, are that if one has faith, um, then the Buddha's enlightened activities will bless them. Um, and it's said it's comparative. Uh, one compare, it could be compared to um, a moon uh, that reflects off of a water surface. If there's a water surface there, then the picture of the moon uh, can be seen all over, uh, the, you know, all over the world wherever the moon is out and there's a, a body of water that moon will reflect in it. The water isn't present, there's no reflection of the moon. Likewise, faith is like the um, condition of a reflector uh, in the case of the moon um, that allows for the Buddha's enlightened activities to bless us. So our faith serves as that um, cooperative condition for the Buddha's giving us this blessing. Um, so uh, this is how the enlightened activities work. Uh, and and um, it's said that uh, by meditating over and over again about these qualities of the Buddha's body, speech, and mind, one will wish to um, have them as well. And because all, it's possible, then this inspires you to um, do so. Um, so that's... Ultimate conventional free individual. ハンジ。ハンジ。ハンジ。ハンジ。ハンジ。ハンジ。ハンジ。ハンジ。ハンジ。ハンジ。ハンジ。ハンジ。ハンジ。ハンジ。ハンジ。ハンジ。ハンジ
are also inspirational, not only for, oh, I see. So these marks also can inspire animals who um, wouldn't necessarily communicate, but could see these magnificent marks. Um, and there's a story in, of um, previous times when the Buddha was a, around, and that um, a monkey uh, went to the Buddha uh, and made an offering of honey, um, and uh, then uh, began to dance around and joy because of the sight of the Buddha's uh, excellent qualities. Then the the Bu Sanjay the Sunchu Sanyi the Tun Tudu Papa Yengua my Sanjay put the view within the Mandaji Tunguji of the Kanga to me Tun the Nari Tungu in Agumaro. So I was asking Rimache, then can a monkey see these marks? Because I thought that it was Arya Bodhisattva's, it's a long story. But I just asked that question, and he said, what the monkey saw, or who the monkey was, we can't say for sure, but he was definitely saw whatever he saw to be attractive. Um, the Yip this word again, attractive or desirous, and it made him happy. So, anyway. <laughs> so the, the monkey clearly had previous imprints um, that made for this interaction. So that's the first of the two. Then Cheba Chowa, Yeshi Shaji, Tingenji, Katzewale, Gori, Tambule, Sonsos, what the Sanjay Jumamuana, two Nijin, Nijin, Sumuores, Nijin, but the Rani J. Chebane, Cheba Chowa, and then Nijin the Ranto, Nijin Cheba Yanan, Cheba Chibuores. Mm -hmm. So this is number two um, of the, the second category of training the mind to be intent on enlightenment. Although there are many causes for the development of the spirit of enlightenment, the concentration of the Tathagata Sublime, Wisdom, Sublime Gesture Sutra, um, Tathagata Yana Mudra Samadhi Sutra, cited in the first Stages of meditations, uh, Rinpoche said by Kamala Shila, says that it is most special to develop it on your own, overcome by compassion. Okay, Digson. 
ਉਹ ਜਾਂਚੂ ਸੇ ਜੋ ਮੋ ਉਹ ਤੂੰ ਨਹੀਂ ਜਿੱਤ ਰਿਹਾ ਸੇ ਮਰ ਬੈ ਤਾ ਕਹਦੇ ਸਾਜੂ ਸੇ ਤੋਂ ਗਾ ਤੋ ਫਾਜੀ ਸੇ ਦੇ ਨੋ ਸਾਜੀ ਗਾ ਜੇ ਮਰ ਬੈ ਤੇ ਤਾਂ ਜੋ ਤਾਂ ਉਹ ਤਾਂ ਰਹੀ ਤਾਂ ਫੇਮਸ ਹਮ ਫਾਜੀ ਸੇ ਦੇ ਉਹ ਤੇ ਸੇ ਤੇ ਜੇ ਸਾਜੂ ਤਾਂ ਜੇ ਮਾ ਤਾਂ ਜਿਗਰ ਹਮ ਤੇ ਤਾਂ ਜੋ ਤਾਂ ਉਹ ਤਾਂ ਰਹੀ ਤਾਂ ਫੇਮਸ ਤੇ ਸਨਾ ਅਨੇ ਤੇ ਸਨਾ ਸਾਜੂ ਸੇ ਦੇ ਸੂ ਸੂ ਜਿਲਚੇ ਬਈ ਉਹਰੇ ਤੋ ਖਾਂ ਲੋ ਜਾਂਦੀ ਤਾਂ ਨਰਾ ਮਾਰੇ ਓਕੇ ਰਾਸਾ ਤੇ ਦੋ ਵਾਰ ਤੇ ਸਾਜੂ ਸੇ ਸੂ ਸੂ ਜਿਲਚੇ ਬਈ ਉਹਰੇ ਸਨਾ ਦੋਹਾ ਰੇ ਡੋਗਲ ਸਾਜੂ ਸੇ ਜਿਲਚੇ ਬਈ ਉਹਰੇਸ ਅਨੇ ਪੇਸ਼ੇ ਕੋ ਤਨ ਖਾਸੀ ਜੇ ਸੋ ਵਾਰੇ ਛਾ ਛਾ ਮੋ ਸੋ ਮੈਂ ਬਦਾ ਬਰੇ ਜਾਂ ਜੀ ਵੀ ਜਲੇ ਸਾਜੂ ਸੇ ਦੇ ਸੀਜਾ ਸਾਮਲ ਦੋਹਾ ਰੇ ਡੋਗੇ ਤੇ ਨਚੇ ਹੋਈ ਉਹਰੇਸ ਯੋ ਬਲੇ ਸਾਜੂ ਸੇ ਬਈ ਉਹਰੋ ਸਜਾ ਮਨ ਬੋਦਾ ਅਨੇ ਸੇ ਜੀ ਕਲਮ ਨਿਓ ਵਾਲੇ ਜੇ ਨੇ ਸਾਜੂ ਸੇ ਨੀ ਦੇਲ ਜੀ ਬਮਰ ਬੈ ਨੀ ਦੇਲ ਸਾਜੂ ਸੇ ਤੁਜੇ ਬਰੇਸ ਨਿਓ ਬਾ ਸਾਜੂ ਸੇ ਬਾ ਸਜਾ ਮਨ ਬੋਦਾ ਤਾਂ ਬੋ ਨੀ ਦੇਲ ਤੁਜੇ ਗਦਵਾ ਤਨਾ ਜੇ ਇਹਦਾ ਤਾਂ ਤੁੰਦਾ ਮਤਾਂ ਸਾਦਾ ਹਮੇ ਸਮਾਂ ਕੀ ਦੇ ਸਾਜੂ ਸੇ ਚੇ ਬਾ ਯੋਸਰੇ ਤੈਂ ਦਾਸ ਤੇਜੇ ਸੇ ਜੀ ਤੈਂ ਦਿਨ ਰੋ ਰੇ ਟੁਕਾ ਯੋ ਆਰਸ ਨਿਓ ਵੀ ਜੇ ਸਾਜੂ ਸੇ ਚੇ ਹੋ ਯੋ ਆਰੇ ਸਮਾਂ ਲਿਓ ਆਰੇ Uh, when we look at the section on bodhicitta and penchanson and drapa's general meaning and perfection we find it's divided into five categories uh, base cause nature division and benefits um, so uh, the sections explained in that way and the first category base refers to the mental and physical base uh, that will be suitable for the arisal of bodhicitta the mind that aspires to enlightenment Um, so uh, when uh, we look at the texts, uh, it states in the, the, the collection, collected works of Pench and Sun Andrapa, we find that the points made are that all sentient beings in any among the six realms of cyclic existence can generate the mind that aspires to enlightenment. So they're even a hell being, a hungry ghost, an animal, Uh, a god a human god and a demigod any among those beings in the six realms of cyclic existence can develop the mind that aspires to enlightenment so the first category basis uh we have uh which is called den in tibetan uh we have uh basis is any being in the six realms of cyclic existence what you see is tamang jilo what the ਸਾਜੀ ਕੋ ਬੰਤੂਆ ਜੁਦ ਯੋਰਸ ਤਾ ਜੁਦ ਕਰਸ ਨਾ ਇਸੇ ਸਮਾਂ ਲਈ ਜੀ ਸੇਵਾ ਦੋ ਜੀ ਸੇਵਾ ਇਹ ਸੇਵਾ ਦੇ ਲੈ ਛੇ ਤਾਂਜੀ ਸ਼ੇਅਰ ਨੂੰ ਬਈਓਰਸ ਨਿਮੋ ਬਤ ਸੀ ਜੋ ਸਮਾਂ ਪੂਆ ਨੂੰ ਬਈਓਰਸ ਨੂੰ ਬਾ ਸੋ ਵਾਈ ਇਜ਼ ਇਟ ਥੈਟ ਅਮ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਪੋਸੀਬਲ ਇਟਸ ਪੋਸੀਬਲ ਬਿਕਾਜ਼ ਆਲ ਸੈਂਟੀਅਨ ਬੀਇੰਗਸ ਪੋਸੈਸ ਅ ਮੈਂਟਲ ਕੌਂਸ਼ੀਅਸਨੈਸ ਥੈਟ ਮੈਂਟਲ ਕੌਂਸ਼ੀਅਸਨੈਸ ਥੇਰਫੋਰ uh possesses buddha potential or buddha nature um so that mental consciousness has the ability to be transformed into an omniscient consciousness um so because of that um because all sentient beings possess a mental consciousness that has the ability to become omniscient uh that means that all sentient beings um can develop this mind that aspires to enlightenment 
All sentient beings want happiness and wish to not be suffering. Mm. So the sign uh, that uh, this uh, occurs is because that the mind itself doesn't want to have suffering. The mind itself wishes for happiness. All these minds do want to be free from suffering uh, and wish to have happiness. And here this is a sign um, that this um, um, idea of wish for emancipation is there um, because this all minds want to have the happiness and want to be free uh, from suffering. So in the mind, the afflictions and the obstructions to omniscience are the mistaken consciousness part. So we have the ability um, to get rid of the grasping at true establishment. And the grasping at true establishment is what creates the karma and the affliction. So if one gets rid of the grasping at true establishment, then the karma and the afflictions that it creates also uh, no longer occur. Um, and this is um, how that is possible. What so this is the basis. So in the Prajnaparamita teachings we find when we have this section on base, then we say, how does that base then uh, that has this mind generate bodhicitta? Then we find those two categories we just went over. The seven-point cause and effect um, for realizing the mind that aspires to enlightenment passed down from Lord Atisha, and the equalizing and exchanging self with others practice passed down from uh, Master Shantideva. So the definition of the great vehicle mind generation is a consciousness which is the entrance to the great vehicle arisen in association with a wish which is its own aid that aims at the perfect enlightenment uh, for the sake of others. So there are two divisions of uh, this uh, mind that aspires to enlightenment. Uh, there is the aspirational uh, mind that aspires to enlightenment and the engaged mind that aspires to enlightenment. Uh, these are the two categories. Deesa? <laughs> 
The Nandur Lajang, the Shugu Jung Ayure, the the Payunju, the Panchen, the Nandur Lajang, the Shugu Jung. The Chutsu Gatsure, okay. Sanjee um, so we find in the, the general meaning of perfection, we find these five divisions of base, cause, nature, division, uh, and benefits. And uh, there are many different ways that we can divide this bodhicitta. We divide it into inspiring and engaged. Uh, so there's many ways. This particular text divides it into five. And then when we pre previously we went over the benefits um, in the pension text, uh, with the t we found that there were the ten benefits and what I was speaking with Rinpoche about. He says in the beginning of the Lam Rim we find these benefits also. Uh, we find um, it in uh, uh, this text uh, and then also in the, the liberation in the palm of your hands. There's in English there's like 15 pages on these ten benefits if you want to look it up just as an aside. Um, it's what we were just speaking about. But Rinpoche is using the Panchen Lama text. So, uh, when we look at the causes um, of it, we find in the Lam Rim there's a, a, an enormous amount of information where about the seven-point cause and effect for realizing the mind that aspires to enlightenment and equalizing and exchanging self with others. The Shitun, the Teichen du Ritepiju, Gewe Shenyan yi Zimbiju. Okay. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll conclude there. Uh, and so we have many different ways of dividing. Uh, Rinpoche said there's many different ways of dividing up these different points and topics. Um, and we were, I was just talking, and we look at the causes um, in the general meaning of perfection. Uh, we have four totally different uh, causes that are pointed out um, that would then implicitly would have in it the things that we're talking about now, but you find four different uh, points talking about a, a being under the influence of love and compassion, having a spiritual friend. These are all pointed out in, in that. So just encourage everyone to find all that information. Dixon. Uh, so we'll do the concluding mandala offering uh, and dedication prayer.
shit is so blue. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this is a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness, all powerful Avalokiteshvara, Tenzin, Yatso. May you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tujiram Jiguti Shapidanona. Tujinas. Yeah. Everyone listened well, Rimchesa. Thank you. Thank you.